All right, Joe, what's going on? Before we jump into anything, want to take a moment to shout out uh, some of the hunting companies that I have the pleasure of working with. First up, Nor'easter Game Calls. Um, if you guys have been following me on social media, um, you see that Mark is, um, I post, I repost this stuff a lot. You guys should follow him, get the opportunity. It gives you the opportunity to kind of check out, um, the work that he does. He's, uh, holds down a regular nine to five. And then every night he heads down into his basement and with his own hands crafts some beautiful pieces of, uh, of work, um, you know, custom game calls. And, um, he was really cool about uh helping me get my logo on a couple of uh box calls and pot calls those are coming out really soon uh they're a great product mark's a great guy check them out on instagram at nor'easter game calls or check out their website www.noreastergamecalls.com when you got to get them close trust nor'easter game calls next up onyx hunt onyx has been instrumental um over the last year in uh, my hunts uh helping me you know look at satellite maps tap uh, topographical maps um you name it they've got it awesome uh tools and tricks that you can use in order to map out your hunts especially when it comes to eats e-scouting um i mean the they are the number one gps hunting app for a reason so know where you stand with onyx hunt all right also we got afflictor broadheads um they are just an awesome company uh i've been in what's the what's the word i want to use in contact with chris creed over at afflictor broadheads really nice guy a gentleman um who i share same faith with same ideas same values but aside from that Afflictor makes a great product. They are the broadhead that I took my first turkey with. Um, and what they are the product that I plan on taking my next two turkeys down with. So check them out, www.afflictor.com. Um, oh, I'm sorry, afflictorbroadheads.com. All right. Um, all these companies that I'm naming, uh, check them out. I will list them in the show notes. All right, y'all. Okay, so now um this next thing um i've never done before um but i couldn't refuse the request um a gentleman by the name of thomas walton reached out to me a couple of days ago on instagram asking for some help promoting something um thomas is a marine corvette so i could not refuse this request all right simplify thomas so thomas is working with hunter eat to host a veteran spring turkey hunt in north idaho now Normally, um, I'm all about plugging, you know, um, urban archery, things going on in New York, going on in big cities and so on. But like I said, Thomas being a, a fellow Marine, um, I wasn't going to deny his request. So like I said, uh, Thomas is working with Hunt to Eat to host a veteran spring turkey hunt in North o Idaho. I'm sorry, North Idaho. And they're currently fundraising for this um, and collecting donations through Fund the First. So, um the it's for veterans it's a spring turkey hunt um we hear a lot of good things going on throughout the hunting community throughout the hunting industry in terms of mentoring veterans when it comes to hunting so this is a chance this is an opportunity for you guys to do your part so in the show notes 
um, of this podcast, there will be a link. It'll be the first link, as a matter of fact, for you to go ahead to, um, you know, to Hunter Eats uh, website. Um, and I believe it's called Fund the First. Click on the link. Go ahead and donate. It's a great cause. Um, it is for a Veterans Spring Turkey Hunt. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode 52 of When the Hunt Calls, the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from New York City. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? I'm your host, Cliff Cadet. I hope everybody is doing well. Listen, if it's your first time uh, turning into this podcast, taking the chance, give it a listen, see what it's about, I truly appreciate you. If you are a return listener, a subscriber, I appreciate you just a little bit more, but either way, if you get the opportunity, if you're feeling generous, whatever platform you're using to listen to the podcast, um, head over to the review section of it and, uh, you know, hook me up with a five-star rating. Uh, if you're feeling really, really generous, go ahead and write me a dope review. All right. So this episode, episode 52, I have a return guest, Mr. Antonio Marsh. Uh, the patriarch of the Marsh family. Um, he's a dope dude, really great guy. Um, last year, I got the opportunity to sit down and speak with him, um, you know, learn about him, learn about his family um, and their hunting history. Uh, I wanted to have him back on because he had a dope season, y'all, an unprecedented uh, season for him. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to shut up. Here is... Antonio Marsh. And Mr. Antonio Marsh, what's going on, brother? Hey, Cliff, what's going on, man? Good speaking with you again. Same here, same here. Like I like I told everybody, you are a uh, return guest, so I truly appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time out to speak with me today, or tonight, I should say. Hey, no problem. No doubt, man. It's good to listen to you. I was trying to catch you a couple of times during the season. I think I actually even messaged you from the blind a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely happened. Um, and that's exactly why I wanted to to what I wanted to talk about, man. Like, you're coming off an awesome year, brother. Yeah, that. But I did. That was, let's say, the most productive season I've ever had. I was not anticipating that. I had. I had two goals when I started this season. I wanted to shoot a doe because everybody kept telling me mm. doe meat is so much better. So I was like, mm. okay, I want to shoot a doe. And I actually wanted to get one on film. And I had had this GoPro for years and I see a lot of guys getting footage. I said, you know what? I want to try to get a, a hunt on film this year. And uh, it, both of them played out, man. No, no complaints at all. Nice, nice. And you know what? Let me let me ask um, before we even go into that. Uh, so you you the did that 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 see I'm all tongue tied right now. So did the did the doe meat turn out to be better than the the buck meat? Oh, uh, I, me, I, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like my thing is if you cook it right, I don't care if it was buck doe. You know, talking about the buck with testosterone and everything. I really didn't see a difference. That's the first thing I did. I took, I think, a tenderloin from the dough 
and I cooked it. Maybe because I was just hungry. I don't know. But uh, mm. we cooked it and, you know, we marinated and cooked it right. I was like, shoot, it tastes the same to me. You know, mm. I'm like, you know, bologna, bologna. I don't know. <laughs> it tastes the same. <laughs> All right. So, all right. So you had an unprecedented season. All right. Uh, share with us how many, how many deer were you able to harvest this year? I was able to get four. I got wow. um, three, three doe and one mm-hmm. buck. And of course, everybody probably saw the story about the two doe that I got on that last hunting post I put this year. But that was just a whole hunt that morning that Things went wrong, but they end up going right. If that makes all right, any all right, sense. All right. hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna put you on pause there. Let's put a pin in that one. Let's put a pin in that one and and all backtrack right. a little bit. Let's <laughs> let's get started with with your your first uh, success of the season. How did that come about? That first doe, I, I tell you, a uh, lot of complications during that during that first part of the season, and it wasn't complications. It's just you know anybody who's hunted long enough, you're gonna see that. Uh, things will go wrong and it can go favorably wrong and it can just go wrong wrong so i had plenty of opportunities early in the year to get it though it's just you had little things like little bucks coming out chasing you know the dough away or the the dough would come in just the shot didn't present itself or i had a shot come in so i think i can make that shot i just need you to quarter away a little bit but it was like, I'm not comfortable. Don't take that to you to you clear about it. And and mm-hmm. that just that's just the whole nutshell of what happened. But that morning, you know, I went out and one thing I did that morning was I actually was looking at the wind. And I had no wind that morning. And I said, Okay, this this may be good for me because if I've done my scent control right, you know, sprayed my clothes like I need to, crept in real slow, this should go in my favor. So of course I had got into the point where I started tracking these um, these deer on my camera to see what time they were coming in. So I kind of had an idea every morning because what I've learned is these deer get on a routine, man. If you get good trail cam activity and you watch your camera, you can almost pinpoint when they're coming in. And mm-hmm. sure enough, that morning I was sitting there and I said I gave myself like a thirty minute window, and sure enough, like. Me brightest day, it's like they just popped out of nowhere. It's like you didn't hear really? them coming or nothing. Just just strolled in. So I had one came in and it was around the feeder, kind of eating around. And I was like, nah, that's it's a little little. But when I saw that other doe come from my right, I was like, oh yeah, I was, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get her. So when she walked in, she walked in real slow and she stopped. But the thing was, I was so focused on what I was doing. You know, I had my camera ready to go, camera was running, had my bow in my hand, I had my release ready. And I see the, the door walk through. And when, when I went to draw back and when I pulled, it's almost like I think she, you know, I think I know she heard me when I drew. But by the end, it was like it was too late. I, I let the arrow fly. When the arrow hit her, I mean, it was just good, solid contact. Hit her. Nice. Took off. I said, okay, now here comes the, the the worst part for me, the waiting, the 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's the most, I mean, that's the most nerve-wracking part for me. So what I did, I stopped the GoPro because I forgot I left it running. I put the GoPro down, and I said, well, just look at the footage and see, you know, was it a good hit? 
So when I, I downloaded it to my phone, I started looking at it and I said, you know what? And I didn't realize in the, the heat of the moment, if you look at that doe, she mm-hmm. steps between two trees and I fired that arrow right between those two trees and hit her straight through the lungs, man. Dang, threaded the needle, huh? Thread the needle. And if, I, I'd have to see you a clearer picture of that video if I haven't done it yet. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it was picture perfect, man. Couldn't ask for a better shot. And so when I uh, went out and found the blood trail, and I found the arrow first. Mm-hmm. I saw the arrow. I said, that arrow was covered in blood. That dough was down. She's got to be down. So got my arrow. I knew where it was at. I left the arrow where it was at. Started tracking the blood. Now, she went in a direction which it took me a little bit of work to get her out of there because where our hunt club is, we got a lot of down logs from when they came in and cleared the trees and everything out. And then, of course, the vegetation starts growing over it after, you know, a year or two. Mm-hmm. But I found her. I was able to get her out. It was a hundred and I think she was 114 pounds, I think it was. Wow. 23-yard bow shot. Here, clear as day, man. I, I could not have asked for a better scenario to go down. Nice. Nice. Was it, um, and was it, was it easy to track her? Like the blood trail was easy or was it, you know, how was that? Oh, yeah. Trail, no trail. I mean, no problems at all. I had blood. I had no problem finding blood. I followed that trail right to her. The only thing that threw me off is where she ran. She kind of ran through a little bit of brush, and I think she must have went through so fast. And I, I was like, okay, where'd the blood go? So what I did, um, I remember my club manager told me, he, you know, always bark with marking flags when I'm looking for blood. He said, go back to your last blood and stop. And he said, just look and just pay attention to what you're doing. Just start scanning. Make a big circle. And when I did that, I was like, boom, off to the right. I got blood. Here we go. So I found that speck of blood, and then it just picked up from there. So when I got close to where she was at, it was like just more blood, more blood. I mean, she was bleeding good. So when I got to her and I went to pull her out, I mean, it, that ground was just soaked. Wow. Nice, nice. Well, congrats on that, that first of uh, what was going to be many. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, Let's let's jump to to that second trip, man. Excited to hear how how the season um went on after that. Yeah. So in the second one, so that that though was was that a Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember. And I went back and I said, well, I'm going to hunt next weekend. I went to go hunt next weekend. You know, just in the blind, chilling once again. Um, no wind. Oh, it might have been minimal wind. And I was just sitting there, and the sun was just coming up. It got up pretty good. You know, had really good light. And then, of course, all of a sudden, that buck creeps out to the left. So he walks in. And I'm going to tell you, I played cat and mouse with that buck for about 10 minutes. I know I did. <laughs> so he walks in. He walks back out of the feeder. And he stops right behind the feeder. And I'm like, you know what? Can't, can't, <laughs> nothing's going down right now. So we go, he comes around. So, of course, what he does, he walks from behind the feeder and he's basically facing directly towards me the whole time. So he's walking. He's just facing toward me, facing towards me. And I'm like, just give me a shot. So at one point, he quartered to me and I was like, don't take that shot. And then he kind of went broadside slightly. So I pulled back and right as I went to pull, he stopped and kind of looked towards the blind. 
So now I'm in full draw. And I sat there and says, okay, we're going to see how much you're practicing is going to pay off. So I went to full draw and I held literally, I know I did at least about 60 seconds. I know I did. So eventually mm. I said, let down because I started started shaking. So he he walked over. He kind of went to the right a little bit. And I thought I was going to walk off. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to lose this one today. But he kind of turned back and he came back towards the feeder. So when he came back, he went broadside real quick. So when I pulled, I don't know if he heard my cams go back or what, but he stopped and looked up real quick. And I stood there and looked at him and he kept walking. I said, well, I can't follow him past this tree because I got a tree right in front of my blind for coverage. I said, mm-hmm. we just let down again. So I, I probably went to that buck full draw three times wow. can i get a shot so finally what he did he went to the left of me and he stopped and he started eating and what he did he quartered away and i was just like got him so when i pulled back he he kind of stopped and looked and i let that arrow fly and i'm gonna tell you what happened where i hit him is, is not i don't know what happened maybe i must have jerked the flinch because i was going behind the shoulder but I end up hitting him high and mm-hmm. I, I hit a spine shot and it put him down. He was done. Maybe I give him 13, 13 to 15 seconds of that. He was done. Really? Yes. That's awesome. So your first and second deer, both, both, both with the bow. Bow. That'll be how many deer? That's well. This season it was two, but in my previous years I've shot, taken three, three deer down with the bow. So that's nice. my third, fourth, fifth one. Wow, damn! It's, it's it seems like because if I remember correctly, like um before we even continue on with this up and season, how many deer did you did you kill last year? Last year, uh, one. I took one, one down. Then, I took a, I took a buck down. And then the year before that. And the year before that, I took two bucks down. All right, nice, nice. It just seems like it's it's. It, is is there something maybe you're doing each year, or get or do do did something different this year? Like, uh, is there anything that you maybe did this year that would have led to the to the many successes that you, I mean you're gonna tell us about in in a second or so? Um, I think the big thing was looking at my trail camera activity. Hmm. Seriously, that in the wind, the wind does play a huge part. And another thing, the big thing is just getting out there, just mm-hmm. getting out there and, and hunt. And seeing the good thing with South Carolina, I mean, we can we can run feeders where a lot of places, you know, they don't allow you to hunt over bait. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, is, you know, it's kind of cheating, whatever. I'm like, mm, maybe it is, you know, maybe it's not traditional. But my thing is, I'm trying to get meat. I'm trying to eat. You know, there you that's, go. That's, that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, however you do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just really look at, um, and, and that's a lot of people, my family, we're not the traditional follow the rules type stuff. And I just tell people, you know, I do believe hunting, there's a lot of luck that goes into hunting. Now, don't get me wrong, preparation is key, but there's also a lot of, if the deer's gonna come in, the deer's gonna come in. If the deer's gonna go broadside, he's gonna go broadside. You know, he's gonna quarter to quarter away. Another mm. deer may come, run him off, spook him. It's just 
things have to go down for you precisely in that moment for things to happen. That's yeah. just is how it is. No, I, I totally agree because you could do and all all the all the planning in the world and know where the deer is gonna be and the deer come in at that time. But the thing is, if it doesn't come within range of where you are, if it doesn't uh, you know, present itself for the the right shot, the the best ethical shot for you to take, mm -hmm. then that's it. And those are things you can't control. You just got to sit there and wait and hope that that it happens. Yeah, you can't. I had one morning I was out there and um, nothing, nothing going on. So about eleven o'clock, I finally said, you know what? Let's shut it down and go. <laughs> Cliff, God is my witness. As soon as I got ready to step out the blind, I look up, there's a buck standing right there. <laughs> did, but did something <laughs> like that happen to you and your wife in the previous seasons? Um, I know last year we had a turkey. We we walked out the blind, there was a turkey in the back of the blind. We didn't know. Now I know mm -hmm. when my wife killed her deer that year, we were getting ready to leave. And we were packing up, you know, she tapped me on the shoulder and was like, look. And this oh, yeah, there we go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that eight-point butt, butt comes walking by. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we were just here to go. <laughs> wow. All right, so tell me about the third one that you took down. Okay, so this would be the third and the fourth one. Okay. Okay. So this is how this went down. So my daughter, because, um, you know, she killed that buck last year. So she had hit me up about November time frame. She came home, she hunted, but of course nothing went down. You know, it was like, hey, hey, Sydney, that's that's how it rolls. That's hunting. You win some, you lose some. So she's like, damn, I'm out of meat. What do I do? I was like, hey, you might <laughs> suck it up to next year, man. You know, I give you some of what I got. I said, I got you. Don't worry about it. So from that moment, I was like, the I was the press was on. I was like, my daughter wants meat. How am I gonna fix this? So my my problem was, I'm well. The mistake I made, I gave my wife my primary one the stand because mm -hmm. she's not comfortable sitting on the ground by herself in the blind. She's mm -hmm. like, give me the, the stand. I'm elevated, which I don't have a problem with that. I'd rather her be in the stand anyway. So she's elevated. Mm -hmm. She's got to worry about nothing running up on her coyote, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So when I did that, I wanted to put a blind out there so I can bow hunt. So when I started looking for the blind, she says, um, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going to put a blind in the primary one. She said, well, that's my area. Um, <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you saying? I can't bow hunt it? She's like, that's my area. I said, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hunt her spot. I can't hurt. I was like, cool. And then she had a big buck coming through there, too. Mm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, he's the biggest one I've ever seen on camera come through there. Mm -hmm. So she told me I couldn't bow hunt it. I said, so fine. So I told my daughter, I said, well, we got some dough coming in. I'll go out there and sit, see if I can get you one. So I said, well, man, I got a rifle hunt. And I bow hunted so much, I just have not been into rifle hunting. Mm -hmm. But in that instance, there's no blind. I can't bow hunt. So I said, okay, the first weekend I went out, I thought the dough would come in. Nothing. I was like, okay, cool. So I checked, you know, the weather and the wind, everything that weekend coming up. And I had these three doe coming in consistently. I said, you know what? I think Saturday is the day. So I got out that morning. You know, I got in the stand. I had my rifle. I sat there. So just about clockwork when I thought they would come out. And it's crazy how 
these deer just pop out on you, man. I don't know how they do it. It's just like this appear out of the blue. <laughs> yep. So I'm sitting here, I'm in the scope, and and I kid you not, I haven't rifle hunted in so long. I'm sitting here trying to figure out, okay, adjust your yardage, your focus. I was like, I was like a newbie to this. I was like, I haven't done this in a minute. <laughs> so so these three don't come out and two were good size. I'm like, man, uh, which one do I want? So I sat there probably 30 seconds trying to figure out which one do I shoot. <laughs> so finally I said, shoot one before they get away. So I go and shoot, pow, shot goes off. I see this deer take off. I'm like, what in the hell just happened? So all the deer scatter. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I said, I cannot believe you just missed that deer. So all of a sudden, I see a doe run out of the woods. I was like, you did miss her. So in the video, you can hear me chamber another round. So this deer takes off down the plot and it's down there. So I get in the scope, I'm looking. I'm like, okay, fire the shot off. Also, I see that deer take off. I said, okay, you just missed both those deer. So now I'm sitting here, I am livid. I am pissed. <laughs> So I said, pull out your GoPro and see what you did wrong. So I pull my GoPro footage up. I look at the first shot that went off, and I see this deer hit the ground and get back up. I said, Antonio, I think you hit that deer. I said, okay, let's give it about 45 minutes before you go look for blood. So finally I got down, and I mean, and we've got we had so much rain. My primary one was literally flooded and wet. So I said, finding blood is going to be hard. So mm. I went around the feeder. I looked, I looked, I looked, and I saw this dark. I said, I got blood on the ground. I did hit that deer. So I said, okay. So I started having my flagging markers again. I got blood. I said, okay, I'm getting more blood. Get more blood, more blood. And Kijanot Cliff, I, I got off to the left inside the wood line. That deer was piled up between two trees, probably not even 15 yards into the wood. She didn't go far at all. Really? So, no. So I'm pumped up. I was like, yes, got my daughter deer, dead power. I came through. I'm going to feed my daughter. That's what I'm talking about. So when I'm sitting here all, you know, celebratory, I'm like, well, wait a minute. What were you shooting at down there? I said, you know what? Just go down there and look just to be on the safe side to see if you hit that deer. So I walked down there and I'm literally walking in probably like a half a foot of water. It's so much water on this plot. Mm -hmm. I get down there. I look to the left. I look to the left. I don't see anything. And the next thing you know, I see blood. I said, dude, no, you didn't. There is no way. So I went into the wood line, probably about five yards. And I looked up like the back of my plot. It's really open back there. So I looked mm -hmm. up. I started scanning. And I looked. I said, there she is right there. Laying between two trees. I said, dude, you did not shoot two deer in a matter of 15 seconds. Wow. I said, you have got to be kidding me. So <laughs> I FaceTimed my daughter and I said, I walked up on the first one and she kind of knew what was going on. She was like, dad, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I said, yep, I got your deer. So while we're talking, you know, she's all excited and I'm kind of walking down the plot, but she doesn't realize I'm walking back down this plot. So when I walked in the wood line, I was like, hold on. I said, wait a minute. I was like, what, what, what? Is, is that a, a second deer? She's like, Dad, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You shot two deer this morning? I said, hey, that's what dads do, man. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, you cemented your role as provider, brother. So I literally gave her a whole dough, pretty much, of me. Nice, nice. Yes. Wow, man. Was it easy to drag those doughs out? Like you had help? or <sighs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so I start calling my wife. I'm like, because one, that one dough, she was way down the plot. It was looking a bit of a hump. So I called my wife to tell us, hey, I might need some help. You know, so of course I'm calling her. She's not answering. She's not answering. I'm like, the one time I need her help, I cannot mm. reach her. So I was like, okay, so I give up. So finally she calls me back and she's like, what's going on? I said, look, I shot two deer this morning. I need help. And she's like, are you serious? I said, no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, do you need help? I said, you know what? I said, matter of fact, I said, yes, I need you out here right now. And she's like, okay, I'm on the way. The reason why I told her to come out, because I could still see where the blood was at. I wanted to teach her how to track. Ah, okay. Yeah. So when she came out, I had pulled all my flagging markers up and I gave her the flags and I basically gave her the rundown on what had happened. I said, look, okay, here's the deal. The deer got hit right behind the feeder. Okay. Here's the flagging markers. So what you need to do, go to that general area and you need to start looking. So she went out there and she went behind the feeder and she picked it up. She picked the blood up just like that. I said, okay, nice. so now I said, now start scanning left and right, left and right. And she tracked it. She followed it all the way in. So we got to the edge of the wood line. She said, did she go in here? I said, do you see blood? She's like, yeah. I said, well, you got to get in there, get in there. So she was kind of hesitant. Like, oh God, <laughs> but she, <laughs> she, she got in there and, she got a little thrown off when she got in and she was like, well, I'm, I've kind of lost it. So the advice I gave her in the mm -hmm. advice that I was given, it was like, if you kind of lose your, your trail, think like a deer. Where would you have gone? I mm -hmm. said, where would you have gone if you were that deer? And so she looked and she's like, what's well, kind of an open space here? I said, well, look there. Of course, that's where the deer ran. So she looked, she says, okay. She's like, oh God, there's all kind of blood here. So she followed the blood in, and when she went in, she was like, there's a lot of blood right here. I said, that's where the dough was laying. I said, you're right on the money. So I was able to actually help her track a blood trail on a deer that day. That's what's up. I mean, you turned it into a teachable moment, which is really cool. Yeah, and that's the big thing I had always been wanting to do. But every time I've, um, I've shot one, it's like I would recover it, pack it up, go about my business, and by the time I think about it, it was like, oh, the blood trail is probably gone or dried up where I said today I'm going to make sure. And the only reason I did that, because it was really cold that morning. If it would have been warmer, I probably wouldn't have. I don't, you know, got them loaded and got straight to the, pro um, to the uh, processor. But mm -hmm. since it was so cold, I had time to let those deer sit there and get her out there to let her um, get a track job in and see how to do it. Yeah, man, congrats, brother, on such a dope season. Like, it don't get no better than that unless you had shot, like, four or five more. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh-oh. So I did have one catastrophe. What's that? So I did another hunt with mm -hmm. a buddy of mine, 
and then the homeowner started off bad. It did. And it was crazy because it was the first time taking him hunting. He's trying to get into bow hunting. Mm-hmm. So I took him out and I forgot he has like this chronic cough that he deals with. Oh, <laughs> so no. when we got there that morning, I heard him and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot he's got this cough. <laughs> so he's like, no, I'll be OK. I'll be OK. And the whole morning I could hear him trying to hold it in. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> At least I got him out here. All right. So, that's what's up. So check this out. So Sun peeks up and he's sitting on my left. So he stands up and he says, Antonio, there's deer walking in. And I'm like, seriously? I said, where are they coming from? He says, from the right. So I stood up. I got my bow. And I said, yep, sure is. Good sized doe coming in. I said, dude. You're not going to tell me you're about to take your fifth one down this year. Pulled back. <laughs> got a shot on this doe. And as the bow left, I just didn't, something didn't feel right. Mm. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. And it just, you know how you've shot your bow enough where when that arrow releases, you know if it's a smooth <laughs> release. You you know if you're on target. Not even Not yeah. even if the black, you know if you've if you've twitched the wrong way or even the wind just blew, you, you already know before you even hit. Kind of like when, when an NBA player shoots a shot, you know what I'm saying, and will leave their hand there knowing it went in. Like, like that. Yeah. Like, we, we know. We know. It, it just didn't sound right. So yeah. I saw the, the dough hit her. She went straight up in the air. I was like, oh, yeah. Good hit. Good hit. So... Me and him standing there, and he was like, man, he said, I've never experienced anything like this. I've never seen a deer that close. You know, the arrow hit it. He said, I could hear the arrow when it left out of the blind. So waited 45 minutes. I walk out. So I see my arrow. I'm like, okay, I see blood already. I look at my arrow. It's covered in green. Uh, I'm like, if I'm, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a gut shot? Gut shot. Oh, I'm looking like, what green? I'm like, what is this? Because I'm still, I'm still new to this, Cliff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. I said, but I got blood, though. I said, well, come on. I said, come on, Miguel. Let's track this thing. So we're walking. We're walking. Get blood. Get blood. All of a sudden, the blood stops. I'm like, what is going on? So I said, mm-hmm. let, me, let me call. I got a dog tracker. I called him, um, my man Steve. I said, Steve, I need your dog. I'm tracking this deer. He said, you got blood? I said, yeah, I got blood. He said, you find the arrow? I said, yeah, I find the arrow. He said, uh, what's the arrow look like? I said, it was covered in green. He said, Antonio, I need you to immediately come out of here right now. So I was like, okay. So I came out. He said, you gut shot that deer. So we need to give that deer probably at least six hours before we go mm. looking for it. So I said, okay. So we came out. Um, he came. He met us back out there. He came out with the dog. He said, okay, tell me where it was it. I left the arrow where it was. I didn't touch it. So he took the dog to the arrow. He got the arrow. Dog gets a trail. The dog goes the same trail that we were marking. I was like, good. He says, oh, yeah. He said, oh, we'll find it. Don't worry about it. He said, because I showed him the video, too. He saw the shot. He said, oh, yeah, we'll find that. Sends the dog out. The dog goes out about 30 minutes. And he was like, man. He said, I'm looking at him on the GPS. He said, he seems to be real confused. So he brought him back in. He sent him back out. 
He brought him back in. He sent him back out. He's in Antonio. I've sent him out three times. He keeps going to the same area every time. So I'm going to walk out there and see what's going on. So he went out there and, you know, he came back and he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I think that deer is in there. I'm pretty sure. He said, now, how bad do you want it? He said, because where I think that deer is, it ain't coming out easy. You're going to have to get somebody with a, um, with an ATV, a mm-hmm. Polaris, some tools, and you're going to get in there and you're going to cut your way in. He said, because I can't even, he said, it's so thick. He, the dog couldn't even get in. Really? All right. Yeah. He said, I'm pretty sure he's in there. He said, he's a good dog and he's, he's not wrong too many times. Mm-hmm. So he, we came back, he sent him one more time. He said, yep, he's in there. He said, I'm going to tell you something, man. He said, looking at that video, he said, I didn't think that doe was going to be that far. He said, I, I really didn't. He said, I've never, he's in the eight years I've had this dog. There's only been two times we never recovered a deer. And this is the second time. Oh, and wow. Just, I'm going to tell you, I couldn't even sleep that night. I was just, I was just so disgusted. And I was disgusted with myself because I'm like, I should have known that, but I didn't. I never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. So he said, I promise you, he said, I'm going to tell you what happened. He said, that deer was close. If you had blood like this, the deer was close. He said, when you went to go start looking, you guys bumped that deer. And if you bump a deer like that from a gut shot, that deer is going to go probably a mile away. And you probably would never find it. He said, because where we went is pretty far. And I'm pretty sure that deer is there. He said, but if you would have just, if you saw green, every game, if you say green, he says, you pull out four, six, eight hours, whatever you can do. And then mm-hmm. you track. And he says, I promise you that doe would have been close by. She wouldn't have got up. If she would have not felt threatened, she would have bedded down and she would have bled out right where she was at. But as soon as you went out there, you gave her adrenaline and she took off. Mm. Right. Just Def- man. Damn, I mean it, it sucks to close out the season like that, but it's it's still you know, lesson learned. You know what I'm saying? It was the first time you get in a gut shot, got the opportunity to learn, you know, see what what um the the arrow would look like after a gut shot, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, hey, you live so, and you learn, right? And here's and I'm glad I experienced that, but here's the crazy thing about the whole situation. When okay. I sent him, I downloaded a video and I sent it to him mm-hmm. and he called me. He said, did you look at that video? I said, yeah. He said, I took a look at that video. He said, your arrow, and I'm going to send it to you. He said, mm-hmm. your arrow changed flight when it left your boat. And I said, I thought it was just me. He said, your arrow went left. It curved back right. He said, so something Something um, changed the flight of your arrow when it came out. So even I went down to the archery shop here that a lot of guys go to, and I mm. showed it to them, and all three of them was like, whoa. They was like, what is your arrow? What was going on? I said, I don't know. It was like, did you have it knock right, whatever? I said, yeah, I do everything I do like I normally do. So mm. one of the kids said, he said, let me ask you something. He said, were you layered up that morning? I said, yeah. I said it was. I said it was twenty three freaking degrees out there that morning, mm-hmm. which is cold for here. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm telling you, I'm listening to that that video. Your arrow, I think, hit the side of your sleeve when it came out of that um, when it came out of that or to your bow. 
either that or he nicked it from the blind. I said, I never hit it from the blind because when I pull out, my arrow, the tip of it is outside of the blind. He mm-hmm. said, it had to be in your sleeve. He said, because now I'm li- I show him the other videos I took. He said, listen to how smooth your arrow is on those shots. Listen to that one. He said, your arrow didn't even leave correct. He said, now that doe had to be further out. That arrow would have had a chance to correct itself, but it didn't. He said, because that doe being 20 yards away, that's why your arrow was doing what it was doing. He said, it was like bobbing and weaving. So by the time it hit it, he said, you still had a good shot. It just took you longer to find it, but your arrow hit off of something coming out of there. And that's why it sounded the way it did. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I oh, so that's what that's what you that's what you that's what you were talking about though when you knew you know what I'm saying because it sounded different. It did. I'm gonna show you, send you the, the two videos of the good hits on the dough and the buck, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you the video on that one. And you're gonna hear it's almost like a like a thunk when it came out. Not right. a <laughs> looking forward like to seeing thunk. that. Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, and it was just, I was so disgusted. But I said, mm. never again. Never ever again. That's the one lesson I need to learn. And everybody I talked to about that, and I told them, they said, listen, if you hunt long enough, you are not going to recover a deer. It's going to happen. Got it. He's, so, he was like, I can... Yeah, sorry about No, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And he said, um, the guy, my dog trucker guy, he said, I can remember every... He said, I've lost three deer. I'm talking bucks, probably scorable bucks. And every mm-hmm. last one of them, I remember vividly to this day, and they make me sick to my stomach every time I think about it. <laughs> wow. So so you ended up with five deer down, but just one of them couldn't be recovered. One of them couldn't recover, man. Dang, sorry to hear that, brother. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. But Alright, any plans for, for um, turkey hunting this spring? The the plan is the turkey hunt. Uh, my wife has been asking me for the last two weeks to pull the turkey call out so she can start practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I told her, I said, well, where do you plan on practicing in this apartment? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> Dude, I can't do that in here, too, unless I want to get into an argument with my wife. So, so it's uh, I, I'm, you know, banished to the car or, you know, what I'm saying to to try to sit in there and practice yeah because matter of fact tomorrow um this weekend we're going to go out and um i'm pull one of my cameras down because in south carolina you have to stop uh, running your feeders feeders have to be turned off 10 days before turkey season but at the hunt club uh, we do ours a little earlier to make sure there's no corn you know or feed on the ground because you can't hunt you know turkeys over bait down here got it got it so I'm pretty sure my feeders are empty by now. I'm just going to pull my cameras down and try to get ready, man. That's my goal is to get a turkey this year. That's the last of my my hunting objectives that I want to do. Got it. Got it. Hi, brother. Well, congrats on such an awesome, you know, deer hunting season. And good luck to you on this coming spring, man. Yeah, I am. So don't have too much going on. Big thing is, you know, getting to the house. Um, thinking about possibly upgrading to a bowl this year, you know, I think it might be time, but you know, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, baby steps. No, 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 I hear you, I hear you. All right, baby steps. I... Oh, sorry about that, but um, it's all right, man. 
No, no, no worries. But um, what do you call it? Uh, when you do a uh, turkey, spring turkey, what's the bag limits out there for them? Oh, man. I think we are three, I think it's three gobblers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's three. But in South Carolina, it's funny. You can only, if you shoot one, like in the first couple of days of the season, it's like you can't shoot. No, if you shoot one, you can't shoot another one the same day. You got to wait. It's, uh, I'm still, I'm still not too familiar with the uh, mm-hmm. with the turkey law, but I know it's three. They send you three, um, three gobbler tags, turkey tags. In in New York right now, it's two, and you can only shoot one per day, so you can't okay. you can't double up or anything in one day. So I could kill one today, and then or you know one day, then go out right the you know next and go ahead and tag out. Okay, yes, yeah, so I think it's about the thing. You can't double up in a day. That sounds about right. Yeah, right, man. I'm gonna get into it, man. Like I said, I'm still. I'm just deers in my head. I gotta, I gotta broaden my horizon, man. I really do. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. All right, brother. Bad. Listen, I say thank you for taking the time out to speak to me tonight, man. I truly appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Got to catch up with you. You know, glad you guys are. Things are getting settled down up there in New York, man. Things are getting better for you. So I'm glad to see that. Yeah, yeah, man. Just it's one day at a time. One day at a time. Cool, man. All right, brother. Stay blessed. All right, man. All right, folks. That was Antonio Marsh. Uh, it's always a pleasure speaking to the brother. Really good dude. Um, and congrats to him on such a dope, dope uh, hunting season. Three does, one buck, all dead, all down. Um, if you guys are interested in seeing more of Antonio, learning a little bit more about him, check him out on Instagram at antonio i'm wrong what am i saying the instagram handle is actually for him and his family and so it is at hunting with the marshes all right so go ahead and check them out on instagram okay and uh real quick i totally forgot to plug a little something i had going on um just last week um i'm officially a published author (laughs) and i use the term author very loosely but I was blessed with the opportunity to write an essay for Outdoor Life. Um, so go ahead and check it out. It's a, it's a little bit of my story and kind of and why I'm into hunting, how I got into it and whatnot. So um, check it out. It's uh, on Outdoor Life, the website, and um, I'll definitely post the link to that. Um, don't forget. All right. Um, Thomas Walton um, fundraising for, um, you know, a bunch of veterans going on a turkey hunt always a good thing link to that will also be in my show notes all right y'all so thank you again for tuning in this episode of when the hunt calls hope you guys enjoyed it uh hope you guys enjoyed the content enjoyed the interview enjoyed my talk you know my talk with antonio all right and that's basically it y'all y'all stay blessed and remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own